stand by like a boss, boss, boss. Live from Smitty1.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Take a lap. We've got some news. We've got some notes. We've got a mock draft to participate in, so get ready for that. We're going to mock draft right now. Uh, NFL news and notes we'll get to as well. So let's get to that stuff as we speak. Let me let me pull this mock draft down for the moment. Um, I'll drop the link in a second, so get ready for that. Uh, first, we've got to get to, well, let's, let's start off with Michael first in the building today, followed by Jeremy, Swaggy, Matt Clamp, Dan, Mealy, Kenny, Philip, Joel, DG, Call Saul, Brian, so on, so on. You guys rock. You make the show. Subscribe if you're new and, and hit that like button, whether you're coming in the front door or you've been waiting since I've walked in the door. So hit, hit that button. Punch it. Uh, this news right here. Let's start off with AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport, we are Team Rappaport, are we not? Yeah, I am. I'm Team Rap Sheet. Uh, I'm not Adam Schefter right now. I, I still respect Adam Schefter. I want to make that clear before I, I unload on him again. But I still respect Adam Schefter. He's still very well connected. I still follow him. When he tweets, I get an alert. Um, and I'm going to continue to follow Adam Schefter because he's paid $9 million by ESPN to be their fact reporter, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to report on what he reports. I'm going to trust every every breaking news post he puts out in, in the in the sense that I'm going to report on it. But we will question stuff from time to time because Adam Schefter is pulling things out of a, out of a hat and calling it fact, and and he's continuing continuing to do it. And then he, and then the Haskins botching, like it's just one thing after another right now. He's not he's not it's not a good look, you know. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to still report on Adam Schefter stuff. Like people are saying, Smitty, if you hate Adam Schefter, well, I don't hate Adam Schefter. I like Adam Schefter. I've always liked him. He's gained my respect over uh, a long many years. But he is doing something weird right now with his reporting style, and I don't, I don't particularly trust it. You know, doesn't mean I, I didn't like him. It doesn't mean I still, doesn't mean I hate the guy. Doesn't mean I, I don't think he can turn it around. You know, much like uh, uh, an injured running back. You know, coming back. Uh, it's not like Barkley can't turn it around. Do I trust Barkley? No. Do I trust Adam Schefter over Ian Rappaport? No. Uh, so we're Team Schefter right now. But right here. Could the Titans trade star wide receiver A.J. Brown? I do not foresee that happening, said the GM. The GM. Now, it's smoke season. I want to make a disclaimer right now. That no matter what you hear... First of all, before you run your mouth off in the comments or in the live stream here, and I'm not calling anyone out in particular, but there's always somebody that says, you're speculating. You're, you're creating a bunch of smoke. Are you any better than, better than Adam Schefter right now, Smitty? I'm not a $9 million paid fact reporter by ESPN. I'm an opinion talking head, and I admit that, and you come to expect that. We go live for 10 straight hours awaiting an Aaron Rodgers announcement to announce that he's not that he doesn't have an announcement. That's what we do. I don't I don't claim to be anything different than that. I'm an entertainment show that is rooted in fact and predicting predicting things and predictions and, and all kinds of stuff, right? And, and and trying to be ahead of the curve. We're gonna miss on stuff. I'm not claiming to be this 
guy getting a text message from from sources about a trade trying to drop the news first. I'm here to decipher the news. I'm here to evaluate the trade that ends up happening. I'm here to, to evaluate talent. I'm not here to break news. I, I hate to break that to somebody, but no one's breaking news. We're all relaying someone else's breaking news. Everybody pretending they, they drop something first on Instagram. It's like, I'm not in the business of going on IG going, and breaking news today, and I'm in the business of saying, hey, you know that breaking news you already heard of 10, 4, 5,000 times? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I think about it. That's what I'm here to do. And and so, back to, to, to what I was going to say here. Don't believe everything you hear, okay? From the fact reporters, from the people from a, an angle and perspective of fact reporting. Because... Or even from GMs, or from coaches, or from whatever. Pete Carroll, we're not trading. Pete Carroll gets the megahorn, megaphone. We're not trading Russell Wilson, Smitty. Attention, we have an announcement. Russell Wilson's being traded. <laughs> like that, that right there should should paint the picture for you. That right there is smoke season at its finest. And we have to accept it. We have to like it. We have to appreciate it, okay? I do. I don't care. I don't care that Aaron Rodgers made us wait 10 hours on a live stream to announce that he was not announcing anything. I don't care. I loved it. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing about Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't change a thing about anybody. I wouldn't change a thing about Kyler Murray. You know, I I enjoy some of the drama that is brought to us during smoke season. I'm sorry. Does that make me weird? I don't know. I like watching stuff like that. It's okay to me. It doesn't bother me. I love the entertainment value. I love the fact that we can get in here and chop it up and try and predict what might happen. I like that we don't know if AJ Brown is actually going to get traded or not get traded. I like the fact that the GM says, I don't foresee that happening, yet we feel there's a certain percentage it could happen because we just heard that Russell Wilson wasn't getting traded. Not to mention Russell Wilson shouldn't have got traded. Logic tells you you don't trade a top five quarterback without a backup plan and blow up the entire team when you've got a competitive little squad there. Okay, they had a competitive team. DK, Lockett, Russell Wilson, Penny. It, it was okay. You could have built around that. It was a tough division to be in in the, in the NFC West, sure. And it's tough to imagine winning a Super Bowl with that team. They blew it up. That's fine. But guess what? Blowing it up halfway doesn't make sense either. And I'm not saying what makes sense will happen and what doesn't make sense won't happen. Like, anything can happen in smoke season. Russell Wilson shouldn't have got traded. So, will DK get traded? Logic tells you, yeah. But logic isn't always right because Russell Wilson, <laughs> Wilson was traded. Uh, but if you blow up the team, you get rid of Russell Wilson. Why not get rid of DK Metcalf? This guy's got one year left on his deal. Are you, I know he's young, and you can build around him essentially, but without the quarterback in place already, are you one or two years away from being able to really maximize a DK Metcalf? Which makes me feel like DK is the most likely of the four or five big name wide receivers being kicked around in potential trade scenarios. It feels like DK is the most likely to get traded because his team is in the most vulnerable spot and his team is in the most like upward uh, uh, trajectory type of situation. Like we've got a long hill to climb up. Why are we going to sign DK Metcalf and burn another two years on a big deal when it could take us two or three years to get to a competitive level? Let's trade him for a bunch of, of, of picks 
and let's draft Burks. Let's draft Alave. Let's draft the next DK Metcalf. And let's try and groom that player alongside in timing with growing the offense up all at one level, all at similar contract uh, starting points. That's my thinking. That's why DK Metcalf is likely to get traded. Of the four wide receivers that you see on your screen right here, Debo, DK, AJ Brown, Scary Terry McLaurin, I believe, and I could be wrong because smoke season is crazy. Smoke season doesn't just mean to me that a lot of misdirections being thrown at us and smoke screens and it means smoke season to me that a lot of dumb stuff can happen too or very smart stuff some coaches and teams will make good moves some coaches and teams and dms will make bad moves moving aj brown is a horrible idea for a team that feels they're positioned well now you and i or maybe i and not you believe that the titans don't have what it takes to beat off all these that didn't sound good to knock off <laughs> all, all these other teams <laughs> i'm tired they can't knock off all these other teams and if they <laughs> this is a family show smitty smitty this is a family show what are you talking about <laughs> oh boy uh A.J. Brown, this Titans team feels like they can win. They're the number one seed from last season. You know, they're the they're the top dog spot. They Even losing Derrick Henry, they still had a bye in the wildcard week because they finished as the number one seed. This team is set up in their mind to win. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're making a Super Bowl anytime soon. But to blow it up when it's at its maximum potential is ridiculous. Debo, that like button says Niner by nature. Who, I might add, is the number one super chatter of the year right now with 110 bucks in one single live stream. So, round of applause for Niner by nature, who is the number one single super chatter of the year so far in a single live stream with 110 bucks. Appreciate Niner by Nature, who wanted to also let everyone know that King Trey Lance, King of the NFC, is still going to be King of the NFC. We'll talk about whether I feel like that's still possible, because it's a very understandable question to ask a guy like me, who's predicted Trey Lance to be a superstar. If Debo Samuel is gone, do you feel, Smitty, that Trey Lance can still be this very uh, reckless title up given him king of the NFC. And I, I will tell you, I still believe, I'll answer it in a minute, we'll go over Debo in a second, but I still believe there is a shot for Trey Lance to be that good even without Debo. Because number one, look at Jalen Hurts, running quarterback. I'm not saying that we want Trey Lance to be a running quarterback, you know, uh, fully accepted and, and thought of as a, a running quarterback first. He's He's not. He's a pocket passer. He's a He's got a cannon of an arm. Even when Trey scrambles, he's looking for a wide receiver. He's looking to get out of a run while he's amazingly scrambling on the field. Like, he's out make, breaking off a long run. He's going left. He's going right. He's buying time for wide receivers. And he's looking to throw the ball. Even when he can run for 8 or 9 or 10, 12 yards, he's looking for the long, deep pass while he's deciding whether he's going to actually continue to run or not. He's 
a good running quarterback. But my point being that even if Debo is out of the situation in, in San Francisco, and I'll talk about this in a minute more in more detail, I still feel like his running ability, the fact that they would be getting a lot of draft capital for Debo, meaning they're bringing in a guy like Alave, they're bringing in a guy like Traylon Burks, they're drafting a very good wide receiver that in this offense, in this Kyle Shanahan scheme, would be very, very good. So we'll talk about that in a minute. AJ Brown, I don't think he's getting traded. My educated guess is he will not get traded. Why would the Titans do it? But again, why did the Seahawks trade Russell Wilson? So, so we, we, we smoke season is weird in that there's a lot of misdirection, but there's also a lot of dumb moves happening. And could the Titans trade him? Could he be so disgruntled, which I don't sense out of AJ Brown? Could he be so disgruntled that he doesn't want to play there anymore? Like he's refusing, which he can only refuse so much. You're under contract, just like Debo. You're Debo, AJ Brown, you're McLaurin, you're DK Metcalf, who isn't playing these games. DK's actually showing up. But you are one of these wide receivers. You got one year left on your contract. You can't hold out. You can pretend to hold out. You can create unrest and and drama and scrub your social media. You can go on uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, MySpace if you want, Facebook if you dare, and scrub these things from all the logos, all the pictures, everything. You can archive them. Are you really scrubbing them or are you just archiving them? You can archive him. Let's use that word because I don't think he's deleting anything. He's archiving it. He's archiving it. Now, if if you do that, does it mean you don't want to stay? No. It's a tactic. Think about it from the player's perspective. I know a lot of people don't like the tactic, and I and I understand that. And I don't I don't think that's a, a wrong approach or stance for somebody to have on this, a wrong angle. But you can't request it. You can't go talk to teams. You you have to request a trade. And in certain scenarios where maybe you don't want to take it that far because it's, you know, to say I want to be traded is a big step of saying I don't want to be here anymore. And Debo's getting to that point. And that's not, it's not, it's not all on Debo. In fact, much of it is not on Debo. I will, I will tell you that right now. Debo is under contract. So part of it is Debo. Debo's requesting an extension. He's under contract. Does he does a player 100% deserve or, or or feel like they can demand um, that that they get traded? You can't demand anything. You're under con. You're you can ask for it, but you're under contract. You literally are obligated to come back. And if you don't, if you hold out, you're paying forty thousand dollars a day. You don't truly have leverage at the end of the day other than this scrubbing of social media, throwing a bat signal out to other teams that you're unhappy, hoping they come knocking on the door saying, hey, we'll go ahead and offer you something for for A.J. Brown. We heard he's disgruntled. We saw him scrub his social media. It was a bat signal to us. That's their move. And it's understandable that that players are going to make that move when it's really the only card that they have. Now, unrest can create trades. Look at Tyreek Hill. Didn't really have a whole lot of leverage. He had another year left on his contract. But Tyreek Hill didn't want to stay in KC at the deal that that they were offering. Because when he was about to sign, you got got, um, Devontae Adams traded to Las Vegas. And then he signed a big deal. Tyreek Hill's like, give me more money. KC said, nah, we'll send you a pack and we'll bring in somebody else. And they could still trade for DK. People saying that, oh, KC didn't want to pay Tyreek Hill. Why would they trade for DK? KC didn't want to pay uh, Tyreek Hill. Why would they go get McLaurin or Debo? 
Not true. They tried to pay Tyreek Hill. He just wanted more and more and more once he heard that Adams had a bigger deal. That's why that fell apart. But it's crazy to me that players have so much control when, in a sense, they don't really have control. They don't because they're under contract. They can't hold out. They can pretend to hold out. They can hold out until the 11th hour. And then when push comes to shove and they're going to miss game checks and get fined, they can't hold out. They can't hold out. It's it's not it's not a thing. So Debo or, or, or AJ Brown probably not getting traded. This news right here is interesting. This comes from uh, Steve Kime, the the GM of the Arizona Cardinals. He said this. Let me see if I can minimize this. This thing is monstrous. Come on. There we go. Steve Kime, GM of the Arizona Cardinals, said zero chance that Kyler Murray will be traded out of Arizona. And looky, looky here, Reindeer. Look who's right below one hour after uh, this was reported. Or was it an hour? It was an hour ago, I guess. An hour and a half ago. Kyler Murray puts a 100 emoji. So Ian Rappaport says Kyler Murray to be traded. 0% 0% chance, says Steve Keim. Kyler Murray says 100. Now, is Kyler saying 100% likely he'll get traded? Because smoke season's kicking up all kinds of commentary and, and different uh, uh, ways to break this down, right? Is is he agreeing with Ian Rappaport Steve Keim? Or is he saying, no, 100% I'm gone? I, I, I'm pretty sure he's just agreeing. Like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. And he's trying to play ball right now. He's trying to get a contract. I think Kyler Murray's doing the right things. I don't know if it'll be good enough to get it done but Kyler Murray is doing the right things right now he kind of shut up kind of kept his head down um he appears ready to work and he's saying things like this unless this is truly later on revealed to be he's saying 100% I'm gone (laughs) but I don't think that's it I don't think that's it so but a lot of people were saying that like I saw 100 100 and I thought okay cool Kyler's on board and then everybody started commenting and saying look you could see uh what was it uh, 175 comments under Kyler's um, tweet and retweeted 617 times. Heart emoji, 9,600. Kyler Murray's 100 had people saying all kinds of things like, what does this mean? And people are trying to break it down. But it's good news. For the most part, Kyler Murray is on track uh, to, I think, get get himself in order, you know, and try and, and fight hard for that contract extension. Uh, 0% chance is that tweet right there. Next piece of news right here is uh, more about that not happening. This is from from Bidwell. So if you're like, okay, well, Steve Kimes is saying that this could be smoke season. Well, this comes from Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell on the speculation of a, a Kyler Murray, a K1 trade. He says, yeah, that's not happening. There's so much outside noise that people listen to. We understand that's just a part of what's going on these days with social media. It's just not the case. They're not trading him. And even more so, this is not an organization that's going to let anybody push them around. So when people say Kyler is going to get the bag, he could. I'm not saying it's impossible that the Cardinals don't change their tune with all the contracts getting inked and they start freaking out about you know values and what they're going to have to pay later on if they do believe Kyler can turn things around. The Cardinals could step up and give them a, a, an offer before they hit next offseason. The cap goes up and they could potentially pay a lot more for Kyler. However... Keep in mind, there's a very important point here that I think people let slip through their 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 kung fu grip. 
and that is that Debo and and these wide receivers one year left on their deal that's when you negotiate extensions when you have one year left on your contract because this is how it works in the NFL you're a wide receiver you're Debo Samuel I've got one year left on my deal do you want to pay more if I go out and ball out are you afraid of losing me do you not want to slap the franchise tag on me let's work on a deal right now and extend my contract because I want to be here if you're going to pay me and you want me to be here because I'm balling out that's how it works in the NFL one year left contract negotiation extension talk all that kicks into gear Kyler is in a much different situation he has two years left on his contract this is his fourth year there's a fifth year option then he can get extended or I'm sorry he can get franchise tagged he can get franchise tagged again the Cardinals are smart in my opinion to not give this man a long-term deal because and it's unfortunate for Kyler and maybe he won't want to play on the tag maybe he's going to be frustrated on the tag but Lamar Jackson's contemplating playing on the tag every year for the next handful of years so it's not a spit in the face you're getting a hefty amount of money per year on the franchise tag look at Deshaun Watson he's going to kick that tag up real high the tag Aaron Aaron Rodgers um, getting paid what is it like 45 50 million a year whatever it is uh, these are, this is a high dollar amount that the quarterback's going to get on the tag. It's not a spit in the face at all. If anybody's going to say the quarterback's getting spit spit on when they're trying to negotiate a trade and they can't or negotiate a contract extension and you're about to get slapped the franchise tag, I get it. You want longevity. You want a lot of guaranteed money. But there's nothing wrong with making a quarterback franchise tag salary for a year and then another year and then another year. So I don't want to hear that the Cardinals are in a tough spot. Two years left on Kyler's deal, not one. They're not in a position to be threatened or pushed around. They're not afraid of losing him. You're not afraid of losing a quarterback you have under contract for two years. You're maybe afraid of overpaying or losing the quarterback when there's one year left, but not two years. Kyler's asking a year early, plain and simple. And if let's say we play, think about it for a second. You He gets $29 million, I believe, next year. Okay, $29 million. Um I believe he'd have to even refund some of the money. I think he's getting paid like four or five million this year, but I believe there's something like a, I don't have the exact contract in front of me. I'm using I'm using the old noggin here to try and remember it, so I could be misremembering some of the the numbers. But I believe Kyler got something to the tune of like a ten or eleven million dollar signing bonus that was allocated for this specific year. Now I'm not a a contract uh, guy or uh, you know CPA like like our boy in here uh, Michael. But I believe, and we'd have to have his contract in front of us, that he could be, I'm not positive, but could be subject to returning signing bonus money um, that he may have got for a particular year that's designated for that year that he got in advance. He might have to return that. So not only would he miss the 4 or $5 million that he's playing for this year, which is low, I get it, but he's also going to get $29 million next year on his fifth-year deal. Kyler will make $5 million this year. He's already gotten, I believe, around 9 to 10 or 11 in a signing bonus. So even if 15 is low or whatever you want to say, he got, he gets five to 15 million essentially this year, 29 million next year. And if he gets franchise tag for two more years, dude's making bank. He's making over like, I don't know, 70 something thousand, 70,000, 70 million dollars in that, that small time frame. If he gets tagged, he gets the 29 million. 
And then he, so I'm not, I want to hear about complaints about Kyler Murray and that the Cardinals are in a bind and they've got to sign. They don't have to do anything. They're in the driver's seat here. And, it, and the way they talk about this, not going to happen. He's not going to get traded. They're hardline stanced on this. They don't care. Kyler wants to threaten to go play baseball. They're not going to care. That Like, we'll lose, granted, but they're not letting a player push them around. They're just not. They're not that kind of, they're not that kind of organization. The Niners don't feel that kind of, that, like they're that kind of organization for Debo. So Debo's only going to be able to get away with so much. Um, apparently the Chiefs and apparently the Packers will be willing to send disgruntled players elsewhere. But I don't believe that the Niners will or the Cardinals will unless the deal is just too good to refuse. Uh, all right, let's get to some of the questions and comments and then we'll, we'll get into the mock draft. Um, actually, we can get into the mock draft. Let me drop the link. Uh, let me Let me drop the link right now. Uh, copy link. And where is my camera? Where did my mock draft go? There we go. Mock draft. Let's roll. Copy said link. we go dropping the link in about five seconds here and then we'll do some voicemails and i'll answer some do some q a so if, if you guys got anything you want to ask me fire away link is dropping go boom 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 Tempted to to zoom in. Okay, here we go. Mock drafts beginning right now. We're all full. Boom. All right, let's see what you guys got. Might have a little choppiness on the video um, until I'm, I'm upgrading some things, some some specs on the on the good old uh, computer here. So bear with me. Until we get that done in the next, I don't know, less than a week or so. We'll have all that squared away. Love watching these mocks, says Call Saul. Um, Smitty, what do you think we need to get in a trade for Debo? Uh, you need to get the number four or the number 10 pick. Um, and then at that point, you get another second rounder or a second and the third. You turn those picks along with the 61 overall that the Niners currently have and get back into the first round of taking a Lave or a Traylon Burks. Basically, ideally, you want to come out of the draft with Traylon Burks and Sauce Gardner, or Stingley and, and Traylon Burks, or uh, Hutchinson and Traylon Burks. That would be the most ideal situation. Why is Josh Allen going first? 
Fantasy Dominator. What are you doing? Josh Allen first overall. Explain yourself, please. It's a 1QB mock draft. Uh, who do I take? Najee Harris is still there. Woo! Almost, almost timed out. I was trying to search for Najee. What's Josh Allen doing at the, the one pick? Yeah, reveal yourself, fantasy dominator. What are you doing? Um, that, that, that ruins a mock draft. All right, what do you? What questions do you got while we're while we're doing this? Is that Wesley? I don't know who it is. Better start queuing some people, though. Uh, we'll go ahead and take. Uh, we'll queue him. We'll queue him. I'm not showing you my queue. We'll queue him. We'll queue him. We'll queue him. 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 Mahomes. What are we doing here, people? We got two quarterbacks in the first round. What kind of mock draft is this? Wesley is fantasy dominator. You've got to be kidding me, Wesley. I think you're joking. But what are you doing drafting a quarterback at the to see where whoever takes Debo where they take Debo oh there we go Not, Navage took him at the 2.3 best QB in the league come on Wesley as much as you go at me sometimes with some of my takes you're really going to try and argue that Josh Allen won't fall to your 2.12 pick come on Wesley it's not about whether he's the number one quarterback uh, do I take Tyreek or Devontae Adams, or do I take... Let's go D. Adams. Like, literally, Fantasy uh, Dominator, or uh, sorry, Wesley, you would get Josh Allen nine and a half times out of ten at the 2.12 at the pick that you have. A.J. Brown and Javante paired together. Cooper Cup and D. Hopkins paired together. Uh, Jonathan Taylor fall to the two-pick. Paired with Lamb. Attaboy, Wesley. You may, you may be dropping the ball in the mock draft, but you're not dropping the ball and telling people to wipe their feet, although you are about to time out. He didn't think it was a super flex. Aaron Jones, come on, Wesley. Is this real, Wesley? Come on, bro. 
All right, I gotta queue. I gotta queue more people. What is some of you guys doing? Are we? Am I mock drafting in in the year 2022? I don't understand why some of these guys are still on the board. This is the weirdest mock draft I've seen in probably the entire offseason. Like Tyree Kill just win at 3.5. What is going on? Um, I need a wide receiver. I'm going to predict DK gets traded. So we're going to go DK. I need a running back. I need, there's a running back I like, but I'm going to go with DK. going on with this mock draft man Jefferson Brees Hall and Waddle I like that that's really good that might be my favorite team on this entire board uh, thus far McCaffrey Debo is interesting if Debo or McCaffrey can stay healthy Uh, would love to play in a league with you, Smitty. We do a lot of follower leagues here and there. You can play in the '96 team league with me, but but bro, you can't you can't say that comment after you drafted Josh Allen at 1.1 in a one QB league, Wesley. There's not a single individual in this live stream is going to sign off on that. Um, not to mention, and this is kind of overshadowing uh, Shaniqua at the at the one point. One two, like no one's talking about how you can't take Mahomes at the one point one two, let alone take Josh on at the one point one. All right, time to cue some players on to. couple guys I really like that are falling this year. I'll talk about them in a minute once my pick is over and up. I am two picks away. McLaurin went. David Montgomery went. Deontay Johnson went. Barkley went. I really like this team that uh, the 1.8 has. And the Leonard Fournette pick is... Was solid. Um, this is my favorite player at this point. In the, wow, gosh, I could go Burrow. I need a running back. I love ETN in the four to five round area. I think ETN's got good value there. He's got a little risk. I mean, we got to figure out if the foot's going to be okay. We'll adjust and adapt to DK's or to DK to uh, ETN's foot. You know, assuming like if we hear anything different, uh, we're probably not doing another mock draft because this is an hour show. So this is it, one mock draft during this particular show. But we always go live late in the, in the evening and do mock drafts. So we will start doing more of those. I remember the days when QB touchdowns were worth six points. I, I play in a couple leagues, that's still the case. And, and uh, even in those cases, you don't see 
You don't see Josh Allen go at, at one. You just don't see it anymore these days. Kurt Warner was the first, was the number one or number two overall pick. Uh, Cole Pepper back in the day. Peyton Manning for a time had that one to five overall value. But uh, you just don't take you just don't take Wesley. You just don't take a quarterback at one point one anymore. Let's see what you do with your team. Yeah, I like the Burrow at that pick. Um, so you got Josh Allen. I don't know Wesley. I like this this. 1.2 team Jonathan Taylor C.D. Lamb Justin Herbert Higgins Godwin Solid What's up Kevin? What's up Joel? Sacktown in the house Swaggy Meet the Woo Jacob Michael Michael Thomas Speaking of Michael Michael Thomas going at the one point kind of feel like I want to zoom in on this Go ahead and take Joe Burrow. So when Sutton, Aaron, or Allen Robinson, Joe Burrow, Kittle. So my team looks pretty solid. I, I would enjoy that squad from the 1.8. Najee, Adams, Metcalf, ETN, Burrow. Looking pretty solid. Javante, AJ Brown, Walker, Lamar Jackson, Sutton. This team right here. AJ Brown, Walker. If Walker lands in a great spot, that'll be a good team. It's a little risky not knowing, but I do love his talent. I think he's the best runner. I like Brees Hall a lot. I, I think talent, talent-wise, I, I like, I like Walker a little more, but I just don't know if he's going to land in the the best spot of the two. Eckler, Swift, Tyreek, Akers, Allen Robinson. Looters got Chase, Chubb, Mitchell, Judy, Kittle. Solid. This team I absolutely love. I, I would rather have ETN over Fournette, but I can understand Fournette. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that, good friend. Whoa. Whoa. Shaniqua. Let's go to Shaniqua. Mahomes, Kelsey, Gibby, Barkley, St. Brown. Didn't turn out too bad, but definitely early on the quarterback. Henry, Mixon, Keenan Allen, Deontay, Kyler. Solid. McCaffrey, Debo, Pitts, Monty, Elliott. Solid. Diggs, Cook, Kamara, McLaurin, Lance. This team could win the league if Kamara is not suspended or suspended a, a, a small amount of time. 
and then um, you know Cook stays healthy. So it's it's a good squad. It's risky, but it's it's a good squad. Uh, Jefferson, we already got to. Um, let me let me go ahead. Ah. Anyway, that closed. It is what it is. Appreciate everybody. I, I, I pretty much looked at the other teams. Um, We've got eight minutes left anyway. So hit me with some Q&A. Let me go to the voicemails and, and answer some of these voicemails you guys might have dropped. Didn't have a lot of voicemails left, I think, for today's show. But is this yesterday? Yo, is the, uh, yeah, that was yesterday. D-Hop. Um, so you guys dropped some voicemails for tomorrow's show. We didn't get a lot of them dropped today. My bad for not reminding you guys. Um, ask me some questions before we leave. Why are you lying to the people? I don't know what you mean. What game did Lance look great in? Texans, when he played a good team, his completion percentage was 50%. Are you talking to me honestly, or are you talking to somebody else? All right. I think you're talking about her by nature. He looked solid in the Cardinals and Texans games. I believe he did. I don't think... I, if you're saying that Niner by nature is lying, honest Dave, I want to say that's not very honest. Because I, I believe Lance looked phenomenal. In the, in the very short amount of time we've seen Lance play, and people will say that's a downfall of Lance, right? He, he doesn't have a lot of... Um, Experience, or he's essentially a rookie. I, I disagree. I disagree. He played. He didn't play as much as Burrow did playing ten games, but he played in a handful of games. He started two. Um, he went toe to toe with the Cardinals without George Kittle. Um, won a very tough Houston game that had playoff implications, and Houston just beat Cincinnati. Their defense was playing well. Like it was a tough game for him, and he looked good. And maybe he's rough in the first half, but he looked phenomenal. In the second half, if you ask me. Donesty, Eckler, or Mixon? I think you got to go Eckler. I draft Eckler in the top five, six, seven in a dynasty. You know, with some hesitancy that he might not last four years. He could last two years, one year, two years. But I still think he's around six, maybe six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there. But Mixon, I, I'm mixing outside the, well outside the first round in dynasty. And redraft, I think he could be like nine, 10, 11, 12. So, Eckler for me. He was a rookie and in, in, in did win did win that, that Houston Texan game and looked really good in the second half. So, yeah, you're right. The first half, he struggled, and there was no, that brought his numbers down. But if you watched the game in the second half, he played very, very well. And there's a lot of what I wanted to see, I saw. Not to mention, I think it was the Raiders in the preseason that he had a horrible first half. He was a rookie. And then he came back, marched the team back, won the game, showed poise, um, uh, showed improvement on the field mid-game. I like him a lot. Uh, Rookie, people got to remember, like Trevor Lawrence, like Zach Wilson looking really good walking into year two. Zach Wilson, there was a point where he looked really bad, you know, at, at points in his rookie year. Burrow looked good physically but had some horrible games as a rookie I, you know and, and I, I truly believe Lance has 
endured a rookie year. I, I don't look at it like this is his rookie year. I know everybody thinks that, but mental reps, playing in games. He had a shorter rookie year, but he had a rookie year. What's up, Spacula? But it's okay to have that opinion. I mean, you don't have to like Trey Lance. We're not going to like everything. We're not going to agree on everything. It's okay. Josh Jacobs or Aaron Jones? Give me Aaron Jones. You know, some some hesitancy with both of them, but give me give me Aaron Jones. Debo for the 1.12 and 2.01, and Nico Collins is a good deal. Debo for the 1.12 and 2.1, not a rookie picks? No, no rock. That that's like. That, if you did that trade, I would certainly take a lap. If you did the trade, if you didn't do the trade, then you don't have to take a lap yet. But if this is of these veteran picks, you know how many players are kept. So it's just like a fifth rounder, essentially. Like, are there four keepers, three keepers, two keepers, and the two, the, the one point two is literally like the fourth rounder or third rounder? Like, I need to know some of those details. But I assume you're talking rookie picks here, and that would be taking a big, 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 big lap. Probably take a lap for asking, but it's okay. Asking early is good, J Rock. Don't take offense to it. We all take laps. It gets us in shape. Um, I've done trades that, that are worth taking a lap. I've said things that are worth taking a lap. You know, it happens, J-Rock. You got my input, and I appreciate you. Don't Please don't take a, a offense to laps. We all take them. Thanks for running a bias, though. Yeah, I, I understand why you think that. Like, if, if you're, like, getting worried about about uh, Debo Samuel's situation, but don't. Don't be worried. Like, even if he gets traded, he's going to probably a place where he's going to well outperform a rookie 1.12 and 2.1 pick. And, and, and if if he doesn't get traded, he's going to fall out again. You know, could he get hurt? Sure. But the 1.12 and the 2.1, you're, you're, you could land those, certainly. But, I, I mean, you could trade for those picks without getting rid of Debo and still land them. You know what I mean? Like, just because you could land them doesn't mean you should do it. Similar to when Wesley took Josh Allen at 1.1. Josh Allen, like, Wesley can't... There's no scenario where Wesley can come back and say, told you so. Because... I agree Josh Allen is worth taking early. And I get ridiculed in the industry for being an early QB advocate. Like, me telling people to take Josh Allen at 3.10, I get ridiculed in the industry for it, being an early quarterback uh, advisor. Like, I, I get ripped apart for it. And that, and so, you're not going to get me to say that 1.1 is great a great pick in hindsight you did it you nailed it good job because i'm telling you the same thing josh allen's gonna do what josh allen's gonna do and we agree 100 on that but when he goes number one in a drafter in the first round you are completely missing value at other positions because josh allen nine and a half times out of ten will be there at 2.12 so taking him early at 3.1 you're gonna get laughed at but you do it if you believe in the in the pick and the player and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with Josh Allen at 3.1. You can hit a home run with Josh Allen at 2.12 or 3.1. It's a little early based on the industry average, but who cares about that if you're getting your guy? But 1.1, there's no argument. There's not a single argument for it because you can still get him at 2.12 and get all that value. Like JT and drafting from the 1.1, getting JT 
than taking Josh Allen early at 2.12 because that's early to everybody. And then taking a, a, a wide receiver or running back like, um, let's just say, let's just say AJ Brown or, or Waddle or whatever. Like that's a good team. That's a good. You have a really good foundation. You take Josh Allen at 1.1. You have what you had in the mock draft where you ended up getting Aaron Jones instead of having JT. When you could have had JT and still had Josh Allen. Like you can't. You cannot take a quarterback in round one. It's just, it doesn't make sense given the average person will not take one in round one. You will get whoever you want in pretty much in round two. What's up, Smitty? Um, hope you're having a good day. Thank you, Pearson. Appreciate you. Does Trey have a chance to be the first QB to rush for 1K and throw for five? Um, I don't know. I, I think it is it possible, sure, but I think, you know, I'm going to hold... I'm going to have expectation lower than that. But he, he could definitely run for 1,000 yards at some point during his career. Will it be a, a norm? No. I don't think you want it to be. You don't want him to get hurt. You run for 1,000 yards, you're going to get hurt real quick. So I think he needs to run for like 650 to 750. Um, naturally run for 550 to 650 without forcing the issue. That'll be him naturally tucking and running in a couple design runs. But... I think I think having it's not a it's not a delusional question, honest Abe. Like be gentle with Niner by Nature. Niner by Nature is the number one super chatter of the year, honest Abe. So relax a little bit, okay? Relax a little bit. Let let Niner by Nature, who's not even. Let me tell you something, honest Abe. I'm sorry, but I got to set you in your place. Niner by Nature doesn't even play fantasy football. Niner by Nature is so dedicated to the Niners and just being here and being a loyal supporter of mine. Literally dropped a $110 super chat and is not even playing fantasy football. This is the first year they're going to play fantasy football. First year ever. Niner by Nature is going to play fantasy football. And, and dropping a 110 super chat. Let's let's give Niner by Nature uh, the respect that should be given. Okay? I'm just saying. to relax a little bit. And it's not crazy to think you could run for 1,000 yards if you're Trey Lance. You could. You could. But I, I think he's going to run for 650 to 7 because you're not going to force the issue. He's not going to be like Lamar running 180 times in a season. But definitely could have 650 to 7, you know, and have have like uh, uh, 8 to 10 rushing touchdowns in this sophomore campaign. I wouldn't be shocked at all if there's 700 and then 8 to 10 touchdowns. That would be phenomenal. That would be a great, great rushing stat. And that accounts for any kind of potential Debo Samuel departure. Like, I think that's where Trey's got a lot of value. I love Trey. I love Trey. I see Trey drop back. I see a natural, uh, a natural drop back passer in, in development. And I think people that are writing him off as a gadget quarterback or a run first quarterback aren't, they aren't seeing the big picture. They don't understand the assignment and that's okay. And I could be wrong on it. Maybe Trey fails. Maybe the Niners set him up to fail. Maybe Shanahan sets him up to fail. Those are possibilities. Like, I acknowledge those possibilities. Shanahan could absolutely destroy Trey Lance. It's very, very capable. He's very capable of destroying him. Um, putting Jimmy G out there in week one is not out of the question with Kyle Shanahan. Okay? So, let's, let's, let's not pretend any of us have the answers with these coaches and the way they make decisions sometimes. Um... Appreciate you all being here. Lay off Niner by nature. 
is all I'm going to say. Our highest super chatter of the year in a single live stream. So, we're live every Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Please join me tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. Please join me tonight. If any news breaks, your boy Smitty goes live. And I'm live on Instagram live pretty much every single night. And we might do the Quad Box show tonight on YouTube. So, get ready for that. We may do it tomorrow. Today is Dr. Raj's birthday, so drop him a birthday wish. Uh, but we may delay the YouTube uh, quad box show for tomorrow because it is Raj's birthday. But we'll probably be on Instagram here shortly. So get on over to the Fantasy Football Show on IG. Subscribe if you're new. Hit the like button. I, ca- I, re- I respond to every comment.